welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about As the Crow Flies, episode seven, the penultimate episode of the first season, where so much stuff goes down. I literally think I was just saying that this is the longest notes I've ever had. And uh, good luck for me in the recap section. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, and we finally get the scene that we were shown. Was it first thing in the pilot? First thing, yeah. Yeah, so... Wow, it was really intense. <laughs> I am not drinking anything, but I might need like some, I don't know, calming tea after watch just watching that. Yeah, I have water because I watched the episode yesterday actually, so I'm not having like quite as strong of a, a reaction at the moment to it. <laughs> don't need a calming tea. <laughs> um I don't have anything, although I'm really thirsty. Maybe like a shot of brandy would that calm me down? I feel like English people. Yeah, I feel like yeah, you're you're purposes. you're you're being way too innocent with the <laughs> calming tea. I was like, you need an adult beverage. Well, unfortunately, I am now in a uh, non-legal weed state, so uh, there's no medicinal calming happening. Well, darn. <laughs> <laughs> I think Asla can benefit from some marijuana. <laughs> oh my god, Asla can benefit from something much stronger. <laughs> Some done? tranquilizer just to like let her yes, sleep for a few elephant years. tranquilizer yes. <laughs> right into the face. <laughs> now, I am going to take us through what happened in this episode, and you guys are going to help me speed things along because i feel like this is insane i don't know we might just slow you down because we'll like be adding our thoughts but we'll try i mean that's why i gave you the aspiration let's issue a i'm issuing a disclaimer right now for listeners that this may just be also be the t-section it may just all be (laughs) rolled into one it could be yeah okay first of all we open on asla in ankara and she looks like a normal human being wearing winter clothes and it's very weird um first question i guess nope save that for the t-section anyway also she has this extreme pout throughout the first like 15 (laughs) minutes of the episodes like my mom was saying as we were watching it together that it looks like like if you like tell a little kid to look mad like that was like that was her facial expression like it looks so fake like angry (laughs) it was it was it's her expression throughout the whole episode like then she gets the that's true yeah then she gets gets, yeah then she just starts screaming so it's like that's the evolution (laughs) um Okay, her, I, I'm guessing this guy's her cameraman, not just her driver. Yeah. Um, seems so. really sweet. She makes him stop to buy her a candy bar, which is like definitely not in his job description. Yeah, like you and know, candy bar you brought. <laughs> she sabotages the van, releases the e-brake, and down it goes off a very dramatic hill. Cool stunt. And um, the cameraman probably got fired because his entire van was destroyed with all the cameras in it. So that's mm-hmm. sad. Um. Then we go to Lale's house. Salim issues the first of a couple ultimatums in this episode. And he says, you will break up with Kanan, like professionally speaking, never see him again, basically, if you want to continue our life as a family. So then Kanan and Lale have a talk and Kanan is like, you should be with me. Think about it. 
you did never said no explicitly when I kissed you, which by the way, guys, consent is much more complicated than that. Yes. <laughs> she did not Amen. consent. Anyway, then we go to the contract meeting where Goo gives them one last offer and Kenan and Lale do not want to accept it. I guess it's lower than what they were asking for. Let's see. And then Muge is like, I hate being the third wheel. Leave me out of it. Side with whatever you want to do. You're not going to ask me anyway. And like storms out dramatically. It's not that great for Muge. Nope. Okay, then <laughs> we have the dream sequence. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, forgot this happened. That. Oh my God. Okay. So there's a dream sequence where Lale gets into her own pool because that's something that Silly mentioned that they never do. And she goes into the pool and then the camera zooms out and you realize, oh my God, she's in the like endless water. And then she goes up and oh, there's like a glass ceiling on the top of the pool. But it's so fake when she's like slapping the glass ceiling, like her hand doesn't even touch the surface of the water. It's so funny. They just like add a little <laughs> boing sound in there. It's great. Um, then Kenan reaches his hand through the glass and rescues her. And it's like, ah, oh. then she wakes up in her bed. So then I thought she was going to choose Kenan, but turns out, no. Um, let's see. Then we go to Asla. She's still pouting in Ankara. And she <laughs> decides to open up the window and just get rained on in her sports bra. And get pneumonia from that because I guess like immediate, like immediately, yeah. makes you get pneumonia and be just, unconsciously transported to a hospital. In a pneumonia cell. is not in any way uh, bacterial or viral or anything. It's simply rain on your skin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, she closed the window and then she passed out from pneumonia. Basically, is what happened. Classic. Um. Okay, Lolly makes a decision. We see her thinking, pondering with her AirPods in. And Selim makes a quiche. Okay. And then um, Lolly says, hello, Selim. Goodbye, Selim. I'll be back later, Selim. Which was just like, what is the point? This is so much travel. Your house must be really far away. Anyway, Selim gives Lolly the permission to do whatever she wants, which was sweet, even though like obviously she can do whatever she wants. And Lale I think it was, was a nice way for him to soften the ultimatum, though, because yes. I like like because in the heat of the moment, the day before, he'd kind of been like it this way or nothing. But then he was like, "Well, I mean, you can do whatever you want, and you should do whatever you want." Um, and then we'll take it from there, which was like the right way to do it. Yes, so anyway, yes. he kind of he like shows again that he's the better adult um, the than better the other man. Yeah, <laughs> in the that's picture. true. Yeah. Um. Kanan goes to see, uh, sorry, Lale then goes to see Kanan, I guess, to break up with him. But she does give him a chance to talk first. And what he says is, I really admire Asla. We should be more like her, knocking people out of our way. And she's like, okay, thank you. Decision confirmed. Goodbye now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she also says, I don't want to work with you anymore. So like, you're, I guess you're not part of my contract negotiations anymore. Uh, then Lale goes back to Cillium, their happy family, yay. Asla comes home to Yusuf. <laughs> and she literally looks like she escaped like from the hospital without telling anybody. I think and she did, yeah. Like, I've been paying your bills, I made you dinner, and she's like, get the fuck out. 
but well, she's not, but she's basically just really mean. And then Yusuf says that Kanan has been having a hard time because Tanan invited Yusuf in for drinks and just like soliloquied at him for like two hours when uh, Yusuf was just trying to deliver some papers. So that's pretty funny. And yeah, so we see Kanan's long speech, which was pretty boring, I have to say. Yeah, I don't remember what he said. I don't think no, it nothing was important. Yeah. And, and then Asla decides to go visit Kanan in his moment of weakness. And Yusuf is like, oh my God, you are a psychopath, which like, wow, he's a little slow on the uptake here. Yeah. And she kicks him out of her apartment. Asla gets all dolled up at her apartment. I was really worried she was just going to like start coughing phlegm during their sexual encounter, but more like you want to the pneumonia cleared up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Immediately. And so she goes and hooks up with Kanan. No, and then, I, you, huh? I think you missed that uh, Yusuf like announced that he was bush bush like oh, on Twitter. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But this was like yeah. while she was getting dolled up and then went and fucked uh, Kanan, etc. So I don't know. I mean, she must have seen it at some point, but we're never really shown her like seeing it. But they imply that because like they show Kanan's phone lighting up and I think Lala's phone too. So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they became aware, but I don't know that. Like, I don't know what what time Asla became aware because she also would follow that account, but maybe she didn't care about it. I mean, it, ultimately, it doesn't matter at all. Like, I thought he was gonna say that Asla was bush bush, but yeah, it. it I thought I thought the exact same thing. It would have made a lot of sense. Like, he should have, he should have like thrown her under the bus. But I guess yeah. the whole thing was that he just wanted to like clear his conscience yeah 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 yeah. i mean he got out at the right time in terms of being with asla Mm -hmm. uh anyway the morning after with kidan and asla is incredible (laughs) she's like basically lays out her whole plan like i'm the new lale we're gonna be a beautiful couple i'm gonna be better than lale ever was for you and kidan is like get the fuck out (laughs) what is wrong with you so that was great then Asla cosplays as Lale, dresses up in her clothes and her makeup and everything, goes to the office, and she can't get in because, spoiler alert, she's been fired, and Kanan is the one who had her fired, so that's interesting. But she doesn't know that. She thinks it's, she assumes it's not it. Right, right, right. And she has a full-on freak out at the glass doors, which are hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Um, we learned that Yusuf has been fired. Ghoul wanted to see Asla, but then she finds out that Kanan had Asla fired. Mm-hmm. The narrator tells us that the lions are chained to each other. I don't know. Then uh, Asla freaks out some more at her apartment, changes into some more practical throwdown shoes, <laughs> and goes to Lale's house. Um, which, by the way, we had like the most incredible drone shot of this unbelievable house. I didn't realize it was like a whole mountain estate thing. Yeah, so, I don't really like cool. understand where that house is. Again, like, <laughs> yes, okay, a restaurant owner probably makes a good amount of money, and a newscaster probably makes a good amount of money, but like that money, I don't know. <laughs> no, that was insane. That was like billionaire compound money. But anyway. yeah. Um. Okay, so Asla barges her way into Lale's house. Like, so easily. Unbelievably easily. easily. And the housekeeper's just like, okay, I'm out of here. Although I don't blame her because that bit crazy. Sorry, sorry to use that word, but... (laughs) 
that chick crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Asla comes in, starts drinking Lale's wine. Lale's like, Asla, are you okay? It's like, duh, no. What is wrong with you, Lale? Run. Wait, but I have a, a question about the scene. What what time of the day is this supposed to take place? Because I feel like Lale is like in her PJs slash. Yeah, I think it's morning. Clothing. Yeah, it's morning because I think also like went to work in the morning, failed, yeah. and then went. It's all yeah, because like, like, like the whole wine thing was so odd. I think it was just like maybe like blood, like wine. I don't know. I feel like there was some weird symbolism <laughs> there that they were going for. Plus, like Nadia loves to have her red wine before bed and shit. So Lale loves red wine, so that's yeah. definitely why Aslo was like, yeah, time for red wine. So they have a really crazy conversation that we will get into in more detail, but they are telling each other what they really think of each other. It's super intense. Asla goads Lale a lot. And then Lale finally snaps and like verbally takes her down. And then Asla's like, okay, time to smash a wine glass over your head. And they start to have a fight. Um have a lot of comments about the fight very some unstrategic calls from the ladies yes. here <laughs> <laughs> and then finally uh asla hits lale really hard over the head and lale falls to the ground bleeding kind of like seizing a little bit it was yeah. really scary scary and uh that's where the episode ends so we don't learn yeah <sighs> yeah some brain damage if nothing else even if it's not like well i'm sure if you leave her like that it's probably gonna be lethal but i don't know if the show was gonna kill her off because then like was i don't know then i truly don't want to watch the rest if it's just us like getting whatever she wants yeah (laughs) especially because she still doesn't have a backstory like unbelievable we i'm not i do not enjoy watching someone who's just crazy and that's it like there's nothing else to it sorry this is now gossip section We've transitioned. <laughs> no, 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 no. And now <laughs> we're going to move on into the gossip slash banter slash spilling as Guy's already spilt tea. Section. Yeah, we're here already. think we're getting a backstory yeah no i think we're at the like it's now like the amp the the time where it would have and should have come has now passed and we're over the hump and yeah that's it our the backstory is what we've seen on screen <laughs> which is stupid okay first question is Ankara really that much colder than istanbul they keep it's, making comments about it's it. cold but like Oh my god, that's why I said the same thing we were watching. It's like they sent her to the North Pole. Like, why, why is like <laughs> she in this incredibly thick winter? Does like Istanbul also? I mean, we were there in partially yeah, it gets in, cold. in cold. It gets in cold months. Yeah, it gets cold, very humid. Um, in Istanbul because of all the water, so it's like double. You know, it feels even colder than it actually is. Like temperature wise, Ankara is definitely colder because it's like inland and and whatnot. It's like on a plateau, so it's higher up elevation wise, but. Um, the humidity of Istanbul still makes winters very unpleasant so yeah it shouldn't have been like that big of a shouldn't have been that big of a culture shock first of all or that big of a like climate shock also for a true someone who truly wants to be a journalist being sent to Ankara is like the best thing that can happen to you because it's where all the you know all the 
power players are obviously so unless you're covering business or something but if you're covering politics then there's literally no nowhere else you should be based um but of course we know Asla's not trying to actually learn the profession um she's she just wants to immediately be at the top just Mm. insane to me (laughs) which is absurd yeah I think I think what I what I thought was really interesting is when Lal is like, oh, so you think you're gonna get on top like of like this quick? I lived in Ankara for a while. I like lived in Afghanistan, which again I don't know in what time period in theory that happened, but I think it just goes to show like how ridiculous Asla is like, and I think it was a test from Lale. Lale was like, let me just send her to a place yeah. where she excel if she actually cares about being a journalist, and then obviously she doesn't give crap about being a journalist it's it's not even like um like i understand like i don't know if for example in a corporate environment just like thinking about like the kind of job i have which is like very corporate kind of support function not even like the main part of the the business that my the company i work for does like definitely there like i could definitely see some like 23 24 year olds doing a better job than some of the older managers but that's like it's a massive hierarchy um people you know they're made to think they need to like you know um pay their dues in terms of just like the number of time spent at a certain title is rather you know it doesn't make a lot of sense for some people they should you know people who are younger should be higher up than they are kind of thing in that environment i get people like having Oslo's mentality like not to the psychotic extent that she has but the extent of like oh i'm young but i can do this thing that someone who you know I, i should be able to do this thing before i'm like 40 or 45 or whatever but in her case, in the in the world she's in, like you you can't you can't just like do that. You have to like have those experiences that that I mentioned about like actually collecting information and and communicating it out to people. Like it's just like as a like how how does she even think she's going to be able to do that? It's it's so crazy. <laughs> Everything's crazy, but like that to me, especially it's like she is so detached from reality. And then as we yep. see with the the fight scene she's yes, or the even the fighting before the verbal fighting before the fight scene how like completely removed from reality she is yeah i mean i think as soon as she got found out last episode she like completely lost her grip on strategy yes. right yes. like the van thing in ankara that was just because she's For the moment spoiled brat who was pissed off like yeah yeah oh okay Okay, Cillian didn't have much to do this episode, just like nice guy husband wants kin on out. I think that's perfectly re- reasonable. Yep. Um, what about Muge? What's up with Muge? I mean, on the one hand, I'm like yeah, it was kind of, it was really crappy for you to get pushed aside like that after you clearly put in so much work, but like on the other hand, you stuck around. Why didn't you like go off and start your, like, I don't know, do something on social media. Like you don't have to work for a TV network anymore. Like you can be like a legit journalist and do your own thing on YouTube or or another channel. Um, Or you could just go to another network and try to negotiate something. Um, Like if it's so humiliating to you, because clearly she's humiliated, but like why, I don't know. I, I feel like she has more, she has a lot more agency than she's allowing herself to have. And so I like, on the one hand, I'm like, oh, it sucks for you. But also like, can you like, just go and (laughs) like, I don't know, chart your own path forward here. Um, So I like, I have a, I definitely have sympathy for her, but like, also she definitely 
can change your situation in my opinion yeah I completely agree like I understand why she's bitter but wasn't this like 10 years ago like I don't must be I don't have a clear grip on the amount of time but since those since not his kids are like with Satan are like 10-ish right the oldest probably so yeah that would make sense what did you guys think of the dream sequence that was so bizarre um but it also made me think like I got a feeling that the second half of the episode was also a dream sequence which it obviously wasn't because like it was nothing outlandish happened but that scene with the like in the ocean was kind of scary like that's something that scares me just being lost in the middle of the ocean um kind of stressed me out when she's just like lost in water and then comes out of a tv yeah it was all very heavy-handed like yeah her coming out of a tv and then obviously she feels like she's drowning because who wouldn't given all the crap that's happened to her and then also the pool thing like Satan had literally just said like when are you gonna actually get to enjoy this pool so it was all a little bit clumsy but it was it was memorable the tv with the water coming out (laughs) I have to say like I really liked it (laughs) like I like that the show is embracing like the cheesiness you know that's true that's true yeah at least it knows it's aesthetic yeah um but it really made me think that she was gonna choose Kenan yeah she had that dream yeah because of the hand that pulled her out yeah I was very fooled that's true I forgot that that's how they led you on yeah I had the same fear but she makes the right choice that's good Mm-hmm. I guess uh good and like I remember how last time I was saying I think I mean I think all of us agreed that maybe there was more to the conversation between good and um Asla than we were shown and that maybe there was like a part three or part four or whatever where they are plotting something against um Lade to help good with the negotiations but we saw the negotiations and nothing like there weren't any there wasn't any blackmail or any threats issued and then, yeah, when Asla was fired, you literally didn't care um, anymore. It's just like, okay, fine. Um, so I guess nothing else happened. Gu just like got bad vibes from Asla and was correct that she was unethical. Um, but then, yeah, I guess they didn't talk more. But that would have been fun if they, if, you know, that would have been part of Asla's plot, but Asla just like completely lost her mind instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I liked that theory last time and I still think there's something to that because when Lale is talking to Kanan, she's like, success has ruined us. Like Gu is like the devil now. So mm. I would I think Gu is gonna do something nefarious in the last episode. Yeah. Because we really haven't seen her take action on anything. Yeah. I also like don't again, I don't really trust anymore too many like any of the shows we watch just in general to like tie up loose ends. So like <laughs> I would also not be surprised if that weird horse convo and stuff was just like left. Like it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be just left. Like they shouldn't have just had this that convo just to have had it and and take up time. But right. it might be a case of, you know, Chekhov's gun where it actually doesn't fire an act too. It's just we just saw the gun and nothing's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting how they fill up the time in uh, episode eight. Like, what's going to happen? Loose ends, starting with Asla's backstory. Yep. Um, Massive one. Well, another weird, I don't know if this is a what the fuck, but like, 
you know, the apartment that she's in with Yusuf is not yeah. the same apartment. It's a different, like, because really? that apartment's on a higher floor and her apartment's like on an underground floor. Like, it's under the street. But it definitely showed her like looking out like subterranean again in this episode. Yes, but, but not always when, when she's with Yusuf. Like, there's a, the kitchen is different. I don't know. It's oh. really confusing to me. Okay, I didn't notice it. I thought it was the same. I mean, honestly, she could have been like just hallucinating Yusuf in her apartment. Like, honestly, honestly at this point, yeah. Also, that weird scene where she just like looks at the ceiling and it's kind of grimy, and then she decides to leave. I think that's like her being like, "I'm a nobody," and then like, "Or I'm not gonna be a nobody," kind of moment because like she is a nobody. She's living is in a gross ass apartment. Yeah. 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 The and her only way to get ahead is cute. Like she needs to be happy. What's her problem? Her only like we'll never know what her problem is because all we get is this cartoon <laughs> villain. We don't get an actual person. But it's it's really sad because like it's sad that she is so like disconnected from reality that she actually thinks just like being super conniving and like pitting everyone against each other yeah. is gonna make her like a superstar journalist. Like, I just like clearly she's got like okay yeah innately she's off for sure something's like just naturally off but also she has to have had some trauma that made her like like not just said very active like she hates herself like she absolutely hates herself but, like what fed that um like we I don't know she like does I mean she sucks but she like deserves to have more substance than just being I don't know, just like a monster. Like she's literally no different to me than if we were watching like a creature um that fell out of the sky <laughs> and was terrorizing. Like, I don't know, like, you know, even Godzilla had more of a backstory. Like at least he was like the product <laughs> of like nuclear waste or something. Like, God, <laughs> she doesn't even have that. <laughs> That's really funny. Um yeah, I mean, I I I get what you're saying, but and I've never seen a show before where your protagonist is like just straight up evil and you have no explanation for it. But that being said, like, I think the show is really enjoyable. So it's just different having a character like this be the main character. Oh, yeah, I don't I don't enjoy it, though, because like I just like I want the complexity of like potentially rooting for both sides. And there's just not there's like only one like in my head there's only one good outcome and it's for us to get destroyed somehow but like I would find a show more compelling if it were like oh but if you think about her from this angle like I always go back to like Breaking Bad like Walter White was horrible and I did want him to be destroyed without a doubt throughout the whole series but part of me was still like oh god but it's gonna be so hard for Walter Jr. like I, I mean his dad needs to like face the consequences but god it'll be so hard because of x y and z other things because he he was like a full person with you know full kind of backstory and people around him but also i'm like well i don't care if she i don't even care like it's terrible i don't even care if she dies because like I, like who can't like i don't know anything about her <laughs> so yeah i don't know i find it it, it is enjoyable it, but like it's very it's it's a it's very fluffy to me as a show because of that it's not it doesn't feel substantial it's definitely a fluffy show yeah 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 but it's too cringe for me to actually it say is very cringe. It. Yeah. i like i can't like this episode <laughs> when she just literally goes cr- absolutely crazy and 
yeah. like the things that she says and does are just so absurd like what she tells Kenan, like i was like are you in oh, your right mind was... like do you really think this like yeah. this scary she completely lost it at that point i mean no subtlety whatsoever and yeah. I don't think she actually has any feelings for Kenan. She just saw him no. as like her vehicle to get ahead. Yeah, which is super which she sad. had the, the bus is now yeah dropped her off on the side of the road and left the station. There is no no Kenan path for her anymore. No. Well, and it's it's sad that she she thought that that was going to be a way out. Like, come on, mm-hmm. you know, why would that guy like that guy has much more like of a safety net and mm-hmm. she doesn't have anything yeah yeah exactly like you said totally delusional yep um what else do we have do you guys think that yusuf is going to even appear in the last episode or is he like done out gone i don't know that's a very good question. I'm not sure, but I think, I mean, I don't see a reason why he would completely disappear. Because I feel like, you know, if Lale tells the story of everything that Asla has done, there's no way that people actually believe her. Because, like, it's so weird and mm-hmm. unbelievable. And well, now Lale is like, who knows if she's like dead or, you know brain affected i don't even know that was like so that was such a, an uncomfortable scene just because like she hits her in the head and that is like slowly collapsed i don't know it was quite what, odd what i was thinking was like okay so there's no way that like Asla can clean up what she's done there like she it was totally like a crime of passion whether it was just like her assaulting her maybe maybe she's gonna maybe she will have killed her we don't know yet um but all of that was just a crime of passion there's no way she's gonna she's also not smart enough like we can we've now seen that she's not smart especially when like things don't go according to her very very you know original plan a scenario in the beginning she was smart but now yeah. she's not she's totally yeah as soon as as soon as one little thing like went off the rails like she also yeah. went off the rails um so anyway she doesn't have the intelligence or or anything the emotional strength anything to like clean that up or make it look like she didn't do it her dna is everywhere etc so i think what could happen is that regardless of whether that is dead or hospitalized Asla could go on the run and Kenan could be like, well, she was insane at home, you know, in my bedroom. <laughs> and she said some crazy things. Bless you, Sophia. Um, and then, you know, he already, and then he might find out from dude that, or, or from Twitter, he would see that Yusuf is bush bush. And maybe like he would link up again because they already have this kind of weird like I mean I don't think either of them think they're each other's friends but like they have this prior connection from work and from just like the soliloquy that received um and then maybe together they would want to like take her down because I think Kenan would be just like horrified at the attack and be like she no, she I don't I take back everything I said about the next generation like this crazy girl needs to be stopped so I don't know that's like my ideal scenario is that Asla is just like spending the next episode stressed out of her mind running away and then 
Kenan and Yusuf are well, I'd say them too, maybe, but mostly the the two devious men are working to. I love that. Get her. Love yeah. it. That would but, be amazing. I would watch a whole season of Kenan and Yusuf <laughs> on the hunt. Yes. <laughs> but I think Kenan has too much to lose because, like, it's very easy for him to look predatory in this scenario because he yes. just like had sex with her and then he got her fired. Mm-hmm. Like. That's there's a, a lot that's a good point out, that's really bad yeah it looks but really the same, bad but by the same yeah but by the same token it already even if they hadn't slept together she already had put that out there that right. they were sleeping together and then he fired like like i don't think either like her getting fired would have just like given that impression anyway so i don't think it really matters anymore that they actually slept together <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I mean, he. I think it'll. I think if for him, like, well, he missed work for one. Like that was was that the last episode where he like the episode before this one where yeah. he missed work and it was like yeah. a big thing. I feel like kind of all bets are off for him anyway. Everything is also sort of uh, unprecedented for him at this point. So I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think he would care that much about image versus just like sweet sweet revenge. <laughs> but because I think he still sees not as his um so like he would be like this is my revenge to take because <laughs> he sucks <laughs> yep 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 okay let us unless you guys have anything else let's talk about the fight which was insane get, yeah share your strategic blunders because i don't even have that clear of a recollection of oh like my goodness each okay. shot taken like i watch a lot of action movies okay mm-hmm. this was ridiculous i mean it was it was actually a good fight because it seemed like they were actually hitting each other but the -hmm. reason that that happened is because like (laughs) they were hitting each other with like the softest things in the room there were like these little metal fucking figurines everywhere and instead she's like i'm gonna hit you with the lampshade that doesn't hurt or like i'm gonna throw (laughs) a book from five feet away like oh yeah you're really gonna knock her out with that it was ridiculous. But do you think like, as, like they're both very frazzled and like I don't think they well I don't know about Asla but I don't think Nada does that thing the thing like that very often. Like I don't know I feel <laughs> like I would also be grabbing random things. <laughs> I don't know like Lala grabs the books and there's literally a metal statuette thing oh. right on the same table. Um, also we know from past episodes that Lale has like two feet on Asla so. Yeah, there's like no way that Asla would ever like win when they were like tackling each other and stuff. Yeah, but I think she also like Lolly didn't want to hurt her. Like she didn't want to be aggressive at first. Then she yeah. starts also hitting her. But at first, yeah. I think she well, like, really did not want to yeah. participate in the confrontation. Also, two different times, Asla is like standing holding something, and Lolly runs at her and then gets hit with whatever it was that she's <laughs> holding. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> the first time is the lampshade, so she's fine, but the second time <laughs> did not work out well for her. No, no. Then she got brain damage or worse. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I think I it was really scary when she like the reaction she had to getting hit and like falling down and all the blood and everything the, the gurgling and stuff whatever the sound was she was yeah making, was oh awful. yeah that oh that was awful yeah but i think she's gonna be fine next episode that's i don't think she's bet. gonna die i would bet that she's 
again, my money's on maybe not like the whole revenge scenario I just outlined, but like at least her being in the hospital and, and Asla being, having taken off. Um, if Asla were arrested, I would be, I would be very interested how she could get out. Like, cause she would have to warm her way out of that somehow and be like, how are you going to warm your way out of that? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think Lala is going to need to be like comatose. Cause like, if she can tell what happened, yeah, and there's not going to be much to go through in the last episode you don't think i mean it's conveniently i'm sure they won't have security cameras set up but i can't imagine that in a house like that like normally all that should have been on tape but a hundred percent yeah during the fight um asla's like there's no cameras here you don't have to like put Mm -hmm. on your show face and i was like well i hope there's some security cameras yeah Oh God. just the fact that she could just walk in like that it was just so outrageous i mean it's literally a compound on the top of a mountain how yeah. could she just like take a taxi take a cab because yeah. every like that is without a doubt even though it looks like very isolated i'm sure that's within like a very sprawling gated community they they don't let cabs in like they no. just don't so what? If it's, it's either a gated community or their house has a front gate with a yeah. person like there's yeah. no way that yeah. God. But I guess she could get in because she's her assistant. So ugh. yeah, also like why wouldn't um you know the other WTF there is why Nada didn't immediately tell her uh employee in the house and also change like all the locks, etc. Cause you know this girl's crazy from Crazy Town, so <laughs> yeah, I guess she just she like actually thought that she would like go to Ankara and do journalism she like never yeah. considered that she would have a break and come and try and kill her but it, yeah. also it's not the first time that she's just like breaking into her house you know like mm-hmm. I know she's done it before come on Nale no you can't because you're like practically dead <laughs> never gonna you're never gonna wise up <laughs> you know head wounds bleed a lot I'm sure she's fine mm-hmm no, it wasn't the bleeding. It was the sounds she was making. No, the, the yeah, the gurgle was really, really horrifying. Yeah, yeah. that was some brain damage kind of kind of yeah. material. No. Uh, okay. Anything else you want to oh, discuss post brain damage? No, I I feel I feel deflated. Oh. <laughs> well, hopefully our next section will perk you up. Hopefully. <laughs> So now we are moving on into our history section where we're doing another bit of a stretch, but I think it'll be a fun topic. Uh, we are inspired by Selim's ultimatum to Lale in this episode. And so we're going to talk about Netflix's The Ultimatum and also our favorite Netflix reality shows. So very much looking forward to it. <laughs> so we haven't talked about it on this show but i think Izgi, sammy and i are low-key um big fans of reality tv <laughs> <Yes>. um <laughs> high key, high key. <laughs> i think high key, high key would be more appropriate but i actually started a new reality show yesterday and it's very very interesting it's called f boy island i don't know if you've watched oh it. i have heard of that yes very i've heard of that i've heard it's exactly how it sounds what is it <laughs> It's like, so there's three women 
and there's 24 men and 12 of them are like nice guys and 12 are f boys and they're self identified as as uh-huh. f boys or nice guys which is yeah. like okay oh my God. <laughs> yeah that's quite tenuous yeah <laughs> um but basically like what they have to do is if if they're f boys like they want to win cuz they want to get money but if they're nice guys they like want to have a relationship but in reality they're all f boys cuz they're on the show <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> that sounds great it's really entertaining and it's hosted by Nikki Glazer, I think. Oh, okay. Is this, because I remember one of my friends watched this and told me about it like more than a year ago. Is this like another season of it or did they just do the one season? No, I think, I think they did, they are doing more, okay. but I just watched really late. Yeah. <laughs> the name was Unforgettable and the premise yeah. as well, that especially that they self-identify <laughs> as nice guys. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just watched um, Selling the O.C., Oh, is that a spinoff of Selling Sunset? It is, and it's really good. Highly recommend. Yeah, because like, I feel like Selling Sunset has moved away from the real estate in recent seasons, but Selling the OC, they show you all of like the beautiful like oceanfront houses. Mm -hmm. Um, Plus like the people are pretty likable and the drama is good. So would recommend. (laughs) So there's still drama, but it's... There's still drama, but there's like at least 50% real estate, which Selling okay. Sunset has become like 2% real estate. <laughs> I watched Selling Tampa, which was also quite entertaining. Yeah, I, I didn't love it. It was okay. I don't, yeah, I don't really want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, t- yeah. I'm going to save my comments on Tampa, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, readers or not readers uh listeners draw whatever conclusions you want <laughs> <laughs> um okay so basically the ultimatum is one of several um netflix reality shows where it's coming from the premise that nick and vanessa lachey are the most perfect couple in the world no just kidding but, <laughs> but yeah it is they're so into themselves as a couple that is accurate <laughs> i really just like that that's probably like i don't it's want so to funny. any more tv shows I really hope I really hope it's like a bit and they're not that narcissistic about their relationship but that I think they are but oh it would god be, god it's well so and particularly in in this the ultimatum like the whole reason they're hosting this is because Vanessa Lachey gave Nick Lachey an ultimatum during their relationship which I don't know if that's something I would want to share about a relationship on international television but anyway um so the whole premise of the show is that there's these couples and Basically, they're at the stage where they either get married or break up because, like, it's pretty serious. But several of them are not convinced. So, like, one person in each couple doesn't want to get married and the other person really wants to get married. So the whole premise is that they can, like, date another person from this group of couples who are 50-50, which, again... There's only, like, like, six options, right? Or something like... Or other than the person you came with, like, five options. And evidently, not everyone has chemistry with people on the show. So it's really awkward. Which is, like, not shocking because it's only five people. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, like, awkward because, like, there's people... Like, there's couples who are aren't really couples but they're like trying to like have a romantic mm-hmm. experience but they actually don't like each other so it's really odd um it's and also then all people... shot in a hotel in austin yeah. it's like not like an yeah. estate or something it's like just like the rooftop pool and yeah, the dining I area wish... that's a good point i wish they were in like a mansion somewhere with the pool yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I felt like the budget was maybe limited because Netflix was like, um, okay, laches, <laughs> see what you can do here. But basically, what I think is really funny about the show is that everyone's like 25. Yes. And they need or to less. get married. They're like 22 yeah. and they're like, I can't believe you haven't asked me to marry you yet. <laughs> it's like my ovaries are burning. I must birth a child. Oh, God. <laughs> oh god yeah basically they're all like i need to have children like i don't want i want to be a young mom like literally more than one person says that during the development of the show yeah um but it's it's a it's kind of a funny show because basically i mean it could go really wrong and i think actually like just very few couples from it like stayed together mm-hmm. like the ones that didn't go through the thing at all and then yeah, the psycho Col- Colby's yeah. now like, oh god, I hate him, and he like, oh my baby, god. Yeah. and that girl yeah, was like, baby. like a very relatable character. Yeah, and everybody and her, and her, her friends, friends were giving her good advice and everything. Hated him, and were like, don't marry him. Everyone on the show was like, don't marry him. She had a good connection with the guy she was, yeah, forced to date on the show, and she just popping out babies with this fucking psychopath. He is such a creep. Ugh. Oh my god. It was a very odd, like, so basically the premise of the show is that you have the ultimatum and then you get the chance to get married. And I think only one couple got married, like post ultimatum, which is Colby and Madeline and Maddie. Yeah. Yeah. And then choose to date the person you like, leave your person for in the context of the show. Yeah. And I think honestly, like Netflix was very lucky for example in the first season of love is blind because a bunch of couples like actually got married mm-hmm. but i think like now especially like these other shows and then the other seasons of love is blind where everyone already yeah. got a divorce and also people like know now what they're walking into like love is blind was so novel that there were some genuine people like it was like the scientist guy and his like and yeah, his lauren wife they're like and lauren and Cam- cameron cameron yes they carried the first season yeah they're so they were so genuine so respectful just like normal people so like you knew that they at least rolled in to the set wanting to actually like they were treating it like an actual like they were they treated it like the experiment that the i'm using air quotes um <laughs> that the lachets keep talking about like that was for real but then now everyone knows that they can become an influencer basically by sh- being on this so it's very cynical um at this point and I don't know I feel like they have to I, have, I feel like they have to come up with a completely new like they need to come up with and I'm not that this is easy but they need to come up with like something completely new and random and secret every time um yeah, like yeah. a different format so that people don't understand like how to game it or like yeah because like shake for example on love is blind oh. was total like i God, he was awful but well, he was he like he was like on it just well people started going on it just to be famous right exactly, so. well, exactly. But honestly also like the understanding they show of like relationships and like interactions between genders are just so toxic in general oh God, yeah like they really bother me a lot like it, it just makes it so unsavory at a certain point like and it's incredibly um like old-fashioned like the gender yeah. norms and stuff especially the ultimatum like the things people were saying i was like i can't yeah. believe that there's people who believe that shit yeah well and people who say this on tv like regardless i mean honestly and and thinking that like threatening someone in your relationship is gonna 
like make it better or like because you reach a certain outcome then you're like you're going to be better off even if the other person like begrudgingly reached that outcome or because they compared you with someone else like I just it's so unsavory but the drama is savory though <laughs> so yeah ultimatum <laughs> was great <laughs> mostly because of Colby and how hateful he was God. Okay, other Netflix reality shows. Uh Queer Eye, Love. Oh, I love Great, Queer Eye. Queer Eye Germany. I haven't watched all of it, but what I've seen is also just delightful. Really? Yeah. There's also recommend. Brazil, but I haven't watched any of those. Oh, and, I think there's also is there also a Japan or am I making Yeah, that but Japan is with Japan. the same Fab Five. Yeah, but it was with the American Fab Five. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. It's really sad. It's the probably one of the saddest shows I've ever seen. It was life. really depressing. Yeah, I do not want to watch that again. Mm. <laughs> it was Japan so sad. It has some weird cultural stuff going on. Yeah. Um, um I love the glow up, the makeup one. I've oh, heard I've that's never good. watched that. It and always comes up. The glass blowing one is also really good. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I've, there's also one that I don't. Yes, there's also one that I don't watch, but that several of my friends watch called "Forged in Fire," where they make medieval weapons. Um, <laughs> they like they're yeah, and then they fight with them. Oh, <laughs> like not in, not in like a way that could hurt each other, but they like yeah, yeah. like a they have like a like you know like they have on myth, myth had on MythBusters and stuff like the gel cast of a yeah, torso yeah. it's like the same density of like human flesh so they'll like hack at it and they'll be like oh well that only caused this much damage God. <laughs> um but I also fun, it's fun facts about old weapons <laughs> I also love too hot to handle I feel like mm-hmm. too hot to handle this is gonna sound so stupid but like it's more wholesome than like the ultimatum or at least Love's you know blind. they're only they're just there to dick around and they're like not a f- they're they're like not you know pretending to be something they're not yeah. <laughs> but they also like a lot of them get like redemption arches which is mm. unexpected yeah but... yeah. Uh, yeah yeah but yeah um, most of them are just trash and it's very funny to watch yeah <laughs> I also, I know it's very problematic, but I love Indian matchmaking. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I, I I enjoyed the first season it with a, like, a big, big amount of cringe, but like, yes, yes, cr- yes. yeah, cringe for the obvious colorism, cringe for the obvious castism, um, but I mean, they edited it well. What can I say? Um, but <laughs> it was very compelling. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, the, and the woman matchmaker, I can't remember her name, but she's like, Aunt, what she said Seema Auntie. Is so cringeworthy. I, I like couldn't. Yeah, it's perpetuating like the worst aspects of like parts of their culture that, like, for example, cast like totally legal, but like still very much a, a thing. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it's a shame that's being perpetuated, perpetuated, and there's a lot of valid criticism of the show, but. Yeah, it's, it was also, like Sammy said, very compellingly edited. <laughs> I I like, just to switch to a, I mean, still like watching a, a dumpster fire, but like not strictly a reality show. I just really like all of the documentaries about various dumpster fires of music festivals or like, oh or like um, the WeWork documentary on Hulu, just like all these all these accounts of yeah 
people making such bad choices and then causing catastrophes like the, the fire the, fest documentary was incredible yes yeah. i loved both of them i watched the hulu and the netflix one great stuff would watch both again and then recently there's been the woodstock 99 um train wreck documentary that's three episodes because it was a three-day festival and everything went wrong on every day um would highly recommend that on netflix too um so you can like tell yourself you're watching a documentary but you're really just watching a dumpster fire like the fire <laughs> festival <laughs> oh my god i i haven't watched that one but i another set of shows that i really like are the home makeover shows there's oh. one called instant makeover where they like take the people out of the house for like a day and then they redo that's uplifting that's, that's nice. cool yeah i love all hgtv content. i love hgtv i love <laughs> Like I hate that it's really made barn doors so ubiquitous, but <laughs> those are gonna be like the popcorn ceilings five oh, and ten God. years from now. <laughs> if that's its worst crime, then it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, House Hunters International, great yeah, show. Great show. I used to love it, but then I like felt it was too staged. Yeah. It's okay. It's so fun it's just, to look at apartments in different. Cities. I just love their criteria. Like, <laughs> I I I want to be in the city. I don't want any neighbors. I want a yard, but I want an apartment like with great views. My I budget is ten thousand dollars for my Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I want to buy a house. My budget is ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything else? Looking forward to the next entry from the uh, Lachey reality tv empire uh, yeah i just need to hear nick lachey introduce himself as i'm Hi. nick lachey obviously I'm nick obviously obviously <laughs> <laughs> when are we gonna get to that point where we can just oh, do we that also work? we didn't mention in the ultimatum so they they like date for i don't know like a couple days with the whole group <laughs> and then they have this dinner where they're supposed to select the person that's not their significant other that they're going to date for the rest of the show and literally it's such a dumpster fire like three people or three different couples are like oh no fuck this i'm getting out of here let's let me propose yeah. right now yeah the little shades <laughs> were visibly shaken yeah, the little <laughs> shades are like oh, our show it's going to pieces in front of and us and then they were like wait keep rolling <laughs> but yes there were two at least two panic proposals that night i i, I don't know if this was just like a social media rumor or if the Lachey's actually said this, but I had read somewhere that season two was already being developed and also they've cast like some LGBT folks. It's it's women heavy. There's more women than men and um, oh, there's like bi women or, or gay women, etc. So the number of pairings, potential pairings is way higher than just oh, like, that's you good. know, yeah, five hetero pairings versus... Uh, you know, there will be some, yeah, some number greater some than five. Yeah, there some bad, like, we hate each other, but I guess we're doing this together. Yeah. Pairs. Yes. I mean, still, even like, if you widen the pool by double, it's still, it's still such a small, like, there's, there's obviously more fish in the sea, but anyway. But there's also, like, like, so much toxicity in the relationship. Some of yeah. them, they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, my partner treated me like crap. Now I'm realizing, because now I'm with another person, and it's really disturbing yeah but also what... like um love is blind they film like so many more people than you actually see and then they yeah. pick the interesting people to follow whereas this show they had to show each couple so they couldn't really edit out the boring ones unfortunately 
but looking forward to season two that sounds like a trash fire that i will enjoy yeah yeah sounds like double the trash fire and they probably get them like really drunk before that dinner so that nobody has their wits yeah with the with the infamous like metallic goblets yeah and they pat them down so that nobody can bring a ring onto the set (laughs) (laughs) no surprise proposals yeah no no, you will stay on the show and you will do what we tell you. <laughs> All right, so now we're moving on into our favorite and final section, which is WTF. Sultan of Success and Fatwa's hit list. Also, I forgot to do not safe for work. So we're going to do that in this section also. Do you want to start with NSFW? Yeah, yeah. Okay, definitely your bra showing. Like she wore the shirt and like it was unbuttoned and you could see her bra. Asla. Are you talking about pneumonia scene? No, no. When she walks into the office all confident. Oh, oh, I didn't notice that. That's a good one. Mine is from that same scene. It's when she's smashing the glass door in a temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything about that. Yeah. I don't even, I can't even think of another thing. I mean, like, obviously, like, attacking your ex-boss and almost killing her <laughs> after breaking into her home. That's probably not safe for work. Yeah. Well, so destroying Sleeping with in, in camera equipment. Yes. So. Sleeping with <laughs> your other ex-boss. <laughs> Yeah, she her life is NSFW, truly. Okay, what the fucks? I hope we have many. <laughs> well, I have one really like specific one, which is when she throws the purse when she's at in the office. It's black, and then the purse is baby blue for the rest of the episode. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh my goodness, you were paying attention. <laughs> Yeah, it annoyed me. Those types of things really annoy me because, like, it's not that hard to keep track of that. <laughs> um, but definitely Asla's psycho face was very scary. Um, just how crazy she went in the office. Like, I felt like she didn't preserve any part of her dignity. Like, a lot of these shows, well, I don't know what crazy other villains we've had, but they seem so put together and, like, articulate at first and then they just go off the rails in the most insane way no one's been this crazy this crazy with no apparent reason for it as as what are your wtf sisgy i don't think i have anything additional to like what we've already talked about i like sophia's uh purse thing was really good because that was like Mm -hmm. a separate separate wtf okay maybe like making your coworker buy you a candy bar we've already talked about that too but like that was like insane yeah that he was like yeah sure let me do that I'd be like okay go like go yourself what the hell (laughs) yeah agreed um I have one I'm very proud of so Mm. when she (laughs) opens the window to get rained on to get pneumonia oh yeah she put down a towel in front of the window so that the floor wouldn't get wet in her hotel room there's no way she's that considerate. Like, what? Who? In what world would she care about getting the hotel room floor wet? I barely care about that. It's a hotel room. Maybe she didn't want to. Like, I don't know who would check, but maybe she didn't want to give the impression of having 
given it to herself. Oh, okay. But, like, also, who would, like, audit that? Who would be like, oh, wait, there's a puddle in the room, clearly. <laughs> she ra- had, clearly she got it from the known source of pneumonia, rainwater on your skin. <laughs> right, right, right. That Don't was just stand a, near uh, an open creepy. window, folks. You might get yeah. <laughs> This is, like, this is medical science based on, like, every Turkish grandmother being like, don't open two windows at the same time, or don't sit under the air conditioning, or don't drink ice water. You'll get pneumonia. <laughs> she did it. She she, she did showed it. us that that's how it works. She made it happen. Yes. Um, What the fuck to Kenan's long-ass boring speech when he's with Yusuf? Like, we didn't need that. You could have no. cut the episode by two minutes or however long that was. Yes yes um and then what the fuck to the narrator telling us that the lions are strong if they stay chained together like it's really mixing metaphors a lot it's very confusing i need him to just give up on this job and go away Mm -hmm. but i guess he needs that credit acting credit in each episode i don't know I mean, the narrator is a very famous man, but, like, he didn't need this. Nobody needed this. <laughs> Nobody needed this. <laughs> um, okay, Sultan of Success. Not very many in this episode. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't give it to um, Asla because she's totally gone off the deep end and made a mistake that, like, she can't ever... Like whatever this like it's it's like at this point it's life altering consequences for both of them. Yeah. Um. So she's not successful. Kenan definitely isn't. Bushbush maybe because he like finally let his conscience like prevail. Um. Even though he's like out of a job and stuff, at least like he probably can finally live with himself. Maybe I don't know. I was really worried he was gonna throw himself off that bridge because he was like walking across a bridge at one point. I was Me like, oh my too. god. <laughs> and then I was worried that they were gonna show that he's homeless now that she's kicked him out. Honestly, I think it could be the woman who works in Lala's house because she avoided <laughs> avoided like, like, a very that. intense That's and over dramatic <laughs> fight. Um, but I also think Selim was kind of successful because he could finally like articulate to Lala like this is what I want mm-hmm. and like this is what I'll take and this is what I'll leave. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, you decide. Which she, he was totally within his rights to say that. And he said in a very respectful way. So. Yeah. Yeah. He got what he wanted. He made a quiche. That seems hard. So yeah, he's just out here. It's not like, that hard to make a quiche. <laughs> but like, even, even when they're like, I just like, I was talking about this again with my family as we were watching, like, I don't know. Most people aren't mature enough in real life to, even if they're fighting or like their their relationship is not in a good place, like it clearly wasn't with Sademan Nadid. Like he still like made her breakfast or he still like they still like chatted, even though like they had kind of outstanding issues. Like they weren't ever completely shutting each other out or um just like being rude and passive aggressive about everything. They were still like behaving as mature, especially like in the co-parenting sense, adults, but when the time and place came to have the conversation about how the actual like romantic relationship would continue he articulated that in that setting but he wasn't just like screaming at her for in every in every single conversation which you know it's sad that I would kind of expect 
that to be how it goes versus like how how their relationship actually is on the show i was like expecting them to be at each other's throats constantly after the last episode but um i don't know he's just like very she's very mature and he's very mature um which is nice to see i guess depicted uh in what is otherwise pretty much just a soap opera (laughs) it is nice and uh, yet another reason to be rooting for lale in this whole thing Mm mm-hmm also, she like verbally destroyed Asla in the fight. Yeah. Which is great. Yes. Yeah. All Asla did was just like throw, like cuss her out, or like say incredibly like demeaning, horrible things. But like they weren't intelligent. They were just like, right. They weren't true. mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fatima's hit list. I mean, Asla. Yeah, Asla. Like, stat. Okay. Also, great. can Fatima call an ambulance? <laughs> um okay well thank you all so much for listening congratulations to Selim, our sultan of success watch out to asla fatma is coming after you you're number one on her list we're going to give her like a huge bonus if she can get you dead before the next episode would be great um hoping for lale's swift recovery from traumatic brain injury and very much looking forward to talking about the next episode. Thank you all again for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time.